0: to the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that this message can be an encouragement to you today. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist@extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com. I'm certainly excited about today's message and I just really have it on my heart that it will really speak into some of these things we've even heard of already this morning. And the message is called Believe and Receive. And there's some here today, I think, are believing for a miracle. And I pray that today would be the day we receive. We've been journeying through Matthew, and we've been majoring on the Sermon of the Mount thus far in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. But before moving on, though, I just felt there was one more lesson a very important lesson from Matthew that we need to cover. And, uh, and, and we're going to start a new series next week called The Prayers of Jesus. But we're going to turn to Matthew 8 today. And, uh, and we're going to talk about the believing and receiving principle in that chapter. And I'm going to ask uh, Sue and Jenny to come up and read it. Uh, we're going to need a, a second microphone. So can I take this one? Okay, maybe a few girls come up behind a microphone each, and we're going to read Matthew 8. If you want to look at your Bibles or devices, Matthew 8, verses 1 to 13.
1: Jesus cleanses, cleanses a leper. When he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying... I will be clean. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed, and Jesus said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a proof to them. Jesus heals a a centurion's servant. Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed dreadfully tormented and Jesus said to him I will come and heal him the centurion answered and said Lord I am not worthy that you should come under my roof but only speak a word and my servant will be healed for I also am a man under authority having soldiers under me and I say to this one go and he goes and to another come and he comes and to my servant do this and he does it when Jesus heard it He marvelled and said to those who followed, "'Truly I tell you, with no one in Israel have I I found such faith. I tell you, many will come from east and west and recline at table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, while the sons of of the kingdom will be thrown into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth.' Then Jesus said to the centurion, "'Go, let it be done for you as you have believed.' And his servant was healed
0: that same hour. Awesome. Thanks, girls. They did really well. Verse 13 in the King James uh, almost sums up this reading in one sentence. As thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. As thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And to me, that really, put simply, says believe and receive. So I've called that. This message that today, with uh, with an emphasis on the believing, and perhaps a little bit less emphasis on the receiving, but we we need to receive as well and learn to receive. And without that, this kind of faith, we're going to struggle to put the Sermon on the Mount into practice. All these wonderful things we've heard over recent weeks about forgiveness and 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 not blowing our own trumpet and and giving to the poor and and all these things that Jesus said through that Sermon on the Mount. We need His power, don't we, to believe and receive. I'd like you to imagine the context for a few minutes. Jesus had just delivered what was undoubtedly the most famous sermon ever preached. And He's heading down the slopes near Capernaum with His disciples and a large crowd uh, was there. And his disciples, and he was no doubt. He was hot. He was tired. He was hungry, thirsty. Not sure if he was hangry, but he was probably ready for a well-deserved break. Probably felt like um, Andy when he got home from China. <laughs> uh, he's he's he's, in a, 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 he, humanly speaking, he was spent. He was spent. So, a leper, a leper comes to him. And most likely this would be outside of the city or the town where lepers hung out. And and he bows down. And from this comment that he makes, uh, he says, If you are willing, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reaches out his hand and he responds, I am willing. And he was immediately clean. And I think from this, we we learn that Jesus is moved by faith, not simply by need. Not every sick people, person, sorry, Jesus saw was healed. The leper had to believe to receive. And then he goes into the city and there was an even more bizarre request. A Roman centurion approached him on behalf of his sick slave who was paralyzed and fearfully tormented. Now, I have actually experienced witnessing this in a, in a house at three o'clock in the morning, a person paralyzed and tormented. And it's, it's, not, it's not an easy one. And as Jesus said, sometimes some things only come out by prayer and fasting. And I'm not saying that this war-hardened army leader was panicking, but he was desperate to get help for his boy. Have you ever been so desperate to get help that you overlook social norms to get some help? Well, this centurion, centurion was prepared to be vulnerable before help came. And at first sight, this man would have represented everything that you know, the Jews despised. The Romans' cruelty and and self-imposed rule over Israel was legendary. The crowd were thinking, surely Jesus wouldn't entertain helping this guy out. Luke's gospel even suggests that the Jewish leaders referred Jesus to this man. What was it about this guy? However it happened, Jesus responded to a complete outsider. That's the point. He saw through to the man's heart. And this was a good guy, according to Luke 7, verse 5. He loved Israel, and he had built the town synagogue. When Jesus offered to come to his house, the centurion says, Oh, no way, man. I'm not worthy for you to even come under my roof. Just say the word, and it'll be done. For I, too, am a man under authority, with servants who do whatever I ask. Jesus marveled at this insight into the unseen world of spiritual authority. Somehow the centurion had tapped in to the realm of the supernatural power without having been discipled by anyone. The Greek word for for marveled, thalmezo, used here to explain Jesus' Reaction is used only one other time in the New Testament when Jesus marveled at his own hometown's disbelief and unwillingness to receive healings and miracles. So, here in Capernaum, he marveled in a positive way uh, to the faith by a foreigner. And you know, it's often unbelievers that we've prayed for that have got more expectation for a healing. That was certainly the case when I was in India, witnessed that time after time. So after Jesus takes a moment to rebuke unbelief in Israel, he says to the centurion, go, it shall be done for you as you have believed. In other words, believe and receive. So whereas he had been marveling at unbelief in his own hometown, here he marveled at the centurion's belief and said, go. Go. It shall be done for you as you have believed. So, what are the enemies to believing in and receiving? Why did, why are we so slow sometimes to to believe for things, or why why do we have a have a have a problem with receiving? I believe the number one enemy to believing is doubt. In Genesis three, verse four and five, Satan sows doubt in the heart of Eve. He says, you will not die, i.e., God's holding out on you. He sows the thought that God is withholding knowledge that would make us equal with God. In other words, he got Eve to doubt the goodness of God. Acting on that doubt was the first sin on earth. See, doubt's actually not a sin, but what we do with that doubt is sin so often. Lucifer's pride was the original sin in heaven, which was fully cast out and dealt with. But God chose to never withdraw free will from His creation, from us, in His wisdom. And those who choose to fully trust Him now will believe and receive. The second enemy of believing and receiving is the fear of man. Proverbs 29, 25 says, The fear of man is a snare. Fearing what others think of us is a sure way of missing out on the blessing that comes from faith-based obedience. Fear of man is based in insecurity. When our, our security is in anything other than God Himself, we'll always be second-guessing every decision And faith based action that the Holy Spirit's inspiring us to do. You know, I've said before that really, if we trust in anything other than God, it is another God, with a little g, isn't it? The fear of man will prevent us from believing and receiving God's best for our lives. You know, we just, our heart is that everyone would receive God's best. And yes, there's trials and sometimes we, we don't experience that best or we, we can't see it, but God sees it and He wants us to believe, grab hold of it and then receive it. King Saul was perhaps the greatest example of a leader who lost his way and eventually his life, fearing men and the worst that could happen instead of trusting that God's got this whatever you're going through today, I want to say God's got this. God's got this. The third enemy of believing and receiving is to take up an offense. The centurion could have thought, mm, how can an itinerant preacher and a bunch of fishermen help me? Doesn't he know who I am? Who I am? <laughs> I want the top man in the synagogue. Where's he? Get him to come and pray to his God for my servant, you know. He could have been offended. Instead, he said to Jesus, I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. Believing and and receiving and believing is about attitude. Next week, we'll be looking at the attitude of gratitude. Being offended by others restricts the flow of God's blessing and can even stop us receiving the grace for forgiveness and healing that's so needed. Need to stop get over that offense, forgive, move on. How can we overcome these enemies of doubt, fear of man, and getting offended in order to believe again and receive God's blessing? Well, God has made a way. Here's the good news. Here's, here's the, the kicker here. He says in Romans 10:17, so faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. Open brackets, Christ, some versions say. Faith comes by hearing the Word of Christ. There is no substitute for time in the Word of God for building faith. Jesus said, have faith in God. It was actually a really, really profound four words. Sounds simple, but it's so easy to put our trust elsewhere and even to have faith in faith itself. The Word of God is our anchor. It's the antidote to the world's thinking and values. In Ephesians 6, uh, we are told to put on the belt of truth figuratively. The armour of God is like unseen spiritual protection based on the imagery of a soldier's weapons of that day. And this passage from verse 10 to 17 is known as putting on the full armor of God by prayer or with prayer or in prayer. The thing about the belt of truth is that other things either clip to it or hang off it. The belt of truth is the rock solid unchanging word of God. That belt of truth is our centerpiece that we can hold on to in every trial. Of course, we have the sword of the Spirit as well, uh, but it is the written and spoken word of God outworking in the spiritual realm. That day, the centurion caught a glimpse of the unseen spiritual battle going on in his servant's life, paralyzed and tormented. And he took his concern to the source of all life. His faith in God, seen in Jesus, allowed him to not only receive his request, but to also receive, I believe, salvation that day. Now that's my belief. The Bible doesn't say that, but he had faith in God, believed in his goodness, overcame the fear of man. He wasn't offended by Jesus' low status or lack of title, He then tapped into the unseen power of heaven to heal based on his personal experience of earthly authority. And in all this, with an attitude of gratitude, God knows if he's saved. What about us? Where are we at today? Are we hearing the word of God regularly, washing over our lives, not just our mind, but touching our heart? in order to build this unshakable, living, day-by-day faith, in order to move mountains of fear and doubt? Do we trust in anything other than God when it matters? And do we recover quickly when we're offended? Praise God for His grace. (sighs) Praise God for grace, eh? (laughs) When we fail, and we all fail at this, We take our eyes off Jesus, start fearing people, trusting in ourselves, trusting in other things, don't we? But praise God for his grace when we do fail. And we just want to be thankful too for his renewing and his refreshing Holy Spirit who fights through us and even for us when we stumble. Don't you love that? He fights through us and for us. Let's believe and receive this new life in Him today that we know the centurion experienced. Amen. Father, I thank You for Your power that lifts us from any situation. I just sense there's a lot of things going on in people's lives today here. We could get discouraged if we, if we really heard all of them. But I just pray, Lord, you would touch the hearts and minds and lives of those who are struggling, that you would be able to give them the power to receive and, and to believe. Give me the power to believe and receive, Lord, to not trust in anything else, to come to the foot of the cross and leave that, that, that burden there. I pray, Lord, you'd give the grace to then heal, lighten the load. Pray, Spirit of God, you'd do that as we pray right now, Lord. Just let's take a moment. Jesus, work in us. Work in all of us, Lord. Holy Spirit, we want to receive from you. Just ask the team to come forward. And let's just stay in that spirit of receiving. Let's just stay open to what God's saying in this moment, what he's putting his hand on. Just pray release in Jesus' name. We bind any blockage in in the name of Jesus, that beautiful, precious name of Jesus. And we just pray release over all of our lives right now. Amen for listening to the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that it has been an encouragement to you. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptistatextra.co.nz or visit us at
1: huntleybaptist.com